Hey, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, Grant Gilbert joins me to talk all about his musical journey and his brand new single, She Goes Home, the Dirty Breakup Song, which is out now wherever you listen to music. Hope you guys enjoy this one. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, Grant, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? Not much. Just been staying busy, trying to put some uh, new music out and get the wheels turning, I guess. So you you just put out a new song on Friday, um, She Goes Home. So could you tell us the story behind that song and how that song came together? Yeah, uh, I had the idea for the song. I had the title, She Goes Home. I don't know why. I just kind of thought it was a cool idea. And then uh, I was writing one day with Rivers Rutherford and Joy Beth Taylor. And we we're just kind of going through some ideas and really not sure what to write. And we, I threw that that title out. And then uh, Joe Beth and Rivers are great writers, and they kind of took it and ran with it. And uh, we we did a little demo for it that day. And the actual recording didn't come out too much different from the demo. I guess we were pretty on it. <laughs> so well, TikTok kind of worked its magic on this one. So what was going through your head as that was all? going on well i mean i was i was one of the ones i was late to the train on tiktok i hated tiktok honestly starting out we all did nah, and uh <laughs> no and then uh one of the guys that worked at, at river house he was he was working on some tiktok stuff for us and uh we were just kind of throwing stuff at the wall at tiktok to see what would work and uh we threw that song out there and it just really kind of I don't know, kind of took off on us. And I, I, it was the first time that happened to me and we didn't know what to do. And we, we just kind of riding it out and uh, went to the studio and cut it. And here it is now. So, I mean, and I can tell it's been, been working cause it's been doing well organically. Just, I mean, I can just see people comment and, and excited to excited to finally have the song after hearing the video. So are you all aboard the, the TikTok train now or are you still a hater? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm on the train. I'm I'm not saying I'm a lover, but I'm not a hater, you know. Gotta you gotta use it for, for what it's worth. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool and I think for up and coming artists, it's a tool you almost have to use and it's and it's it's right there at your fingertips for free and it's and you you're crazy not to use it in my opinion. So when did you know that music was the thing for you? Um, I don't know. I was probably I don't know. I was a kid just learning how to play guitar and uh, my brother booked my first show and made some gas money and I didn't, didn't have to mow yard or anything to make the gas money. So I probably thought that was pretty cool and I better keep doing it if I can. So, and then I uh, went to college and, and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to major in and I just got a, a degree and whatever I could, whatever I could. And I mean, my plan was always to play music and, and have a degree if I needed it, and I haven't needed it yet. So, it's yeah, riding the wave. <laughs> Got the backup plan there too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. They say you can't have one, so I mean, I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say was your first serious step towards really pursuing music? Um, I would say in college we were playing. Uh, we were playing kind of locally and putting a few people in venues, and then we signed with the booking agency pretty quick after that and i would say that was the first real step and kind of like an eye-opening thing that you can there is a way to make a living doing this and uh, if things go right you make a career out of it so, so that for, was kind of for, that was kind of the first eye-opener for me 
So for people that haven't heard your music, how would you describe your style and your influences? I mean, I always, I think it's, we call it, it's like a country rock, but kind of country without twang in a way. And I don't know, I'd say influences are, I mean, definitely Gary Allen, Bruce Springsteen, Eric Church type of stuff. It's kind of that, I don't know, just lean on the rock side of country more. Not the not the like rock rock, but just the, the classic rock tones and yeah. with the blue collar feel attitude. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same kind of small town blue collar feel. So you're you're from Texas originally. So do you feel that you lean more into those Texas roots, or are you more of a Nashville artist in your mind? I feel like I lean a lot on the Texas roots, but I really, I really like the production side of the Nashville music. Like I like. I like big sounds, big choruses, and that's why we went with Jonathan Singleton as a producer because he, I feel like he does a really good job of getting that uh, that true feeling that comes across in music that makes it feel real with the commercial sound, you know. Yeah. Just make so it you're as trying, big as possible. You're sort of trying to blend those two worlds together. So what is that exactly. process? What has that process been like for you? <laughs> I mean, it's a hard. <laughs> I'm trying to toe the line on each side, and I mean. It's not easy, like, in, especially in Nashville, like, you meet people every day, they lean on more, like, the Nash, like, there's the very Nashville countryside that, that I love, too, and, but some of the writers lean on more of the pop lyrics, and I try to bring them back. That's why I write so much with the guys like the Eric Dillon, the Rivers Rutherford, and Brad Kloss, and those guys that, those guys are from Kansas and from Texas, and just very much get that, that's, that style and that attitude, and so, it's, really try to find my circle and the Jordan Walker he's from he's from uh Vernon Texas I mean just kind of finding my circle in Nashville and right with those guys yeah. it's really working so far I so what would you anyways. what would you say is the importance of sort of finding that circle of people that you could really trust and lean on oh I lost you. I can't hear you okay. now let me repeat it. Okay. Um, what would you say is the importance of really finding that circle and those people that you can lean on? So what would you say is the importance of finding those people that you could trust and lean on when it comes to your music? I mean, it feels very important. I feel that uh, like with the people at River House, I kind of lucked into finding them. I was just kind of coming up here to write and just happened to be in a meeting or I was, I was in a ride one day. I was, I was sitting in the kitchen, just hanging out, waiting for my ride to leave my ride. And I kind of started talking with the guys from river house. And a year later after COVID or in the middle of COVID, I came back up and started writing and, and I kind of, I feel like we kind of found ourselves where we were supposed to be on accident. And it's been a great circle and you really do have to find people you can trust. Cause there's, there's, I don't know, there's a lot of people in music for different reasons. And I feel like I found a group that's in it for the right reasons. And I'm yeah. very happy with who, who we've wound up with. Yeah, because I've heard stories of people falling in with the wrong people. And it's it's awful when that I happens. Know. There's people yeah. that are in deals that they can't get out of. Whether it was a great deal at the start but fell through, they can't get out of it. Or I mean, I feel like I've been been lucky to have the group I do have. Some people are so young when they sign these deals that they don't really know what, they, what they're getting into. Mm-hmm, yeah, I know. There's yeah. some people straight out of high school that moved to town thinking they found a deal. And and if I would have done that, I'd be lost. And I know at that time I wasn't ready. And I know there's a lot of times where you want something to happen and you don't understand why it's not happening. But 
then looking back, you're like, I'm glad it didn't happen then because I wasn't ready then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know? The the present makes the past make more sense for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Outside yeah. 2020. So I mean, <laughs> I try to try to remember that if something's not happening right away when I want it to, there's a reason, you know. So what would you say have been some of the bigger lessons that you've learned along this journey? Um, I would definitely say be patient because, uh, and don't get too excited because I mean, there's a, you know, you get excited about something so dead set on something and when it doesn't happen, you can't be let down because deals happen, deals fall through and you have to just be persistent, wake up every day and just go at it, go at it, ready to write a good song, uh, do something better yourself every, every day. Just don't sit around and wonder why it's not happening because it never will happen. So be uncomfortable. That'd, that'd be my be my three yeah, things. Because there's there's so much that you can't control at the end of the day. You could only do what you can do and gotta hope and pray for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta do what you can do and uh and you create opportunities yourself, but uh you gotta you gotta be there to be put in the game, you know, you gotta be at the ballpark if you want to play, you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta show up. You gotta show up every day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, was there ever a time where you were like overwhelmed by the amount of other people chasing down the same dream as you, or did you view that as more inspiration than competition? I mean, I never felt overwhelmed. I mean, I felt like I feel like there's a lot of people that want to do this and a lot of people that can, a lot of people that can't. I just feel like you have to you just have to do do everything in your power to be put in the right right place to do it and not be overwhelmed with it. I mean Everybody likes to be sitting around and play guitar every day, but you got to work every day. You know, just playing guitar. Yeah. You know, playing guitar is the, the smallest part of this whole thing. Yeah. So, was your was your first love performing music, or was it songwriting for you? Uh, I don't know. Was, <laughs> I don't know. I guess probably songwriting, just because that's just something you could do by yourself. You don't have to be out trying to get a gig or do whatever. Like, just something you can do and listen to music. And I would say definitely my first songs were horrible. They've come a long way. I think there's still some uh, notebook paper sitting around at my parents' house somewhere. Gotta go burn them. (laughs) Yeah, I think my mom probably put them in a folder, but I wish she had burned them. (laughs) Funny how many people look back on their old songs and think, like, what what the hell was I doing back then? And Uh the growth. Yeah, some people they put out some of their first songs they ever wrote and it became a hit, and then they got to play those songs for the rest of their life. <laughs> and they hate them. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and the people that, that pull their their songs off of Spotify because that's not who they are anymore. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Grow up. Grow up. So on the flip side of the the lessons challenge, what the lessons question? What would you say have been some of the bigger challenges that you've faced along the way? Um, I would definitely say COVID. <laughs> big oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just just being out on the road and feeling like you're making headway and doing it, and then uh, just totally having to put the brakes on, losing deals, losing opportunities that were coming or you thought were supposed to happen, or and just having to be patient. I mean, just that's been the biggest thing to overcome, yeah. in my opinion. It's just patience and persistence. So how, when all that was going on, how did you sort of reset your mindset and keep chugging along? I just kind of took a step back and kind of reset everything and uh, tried to figure out what what it is that I wanted to do. I mean, I was I was barely out of college right when COVID hit, and uh, I went, we were playing tons of shows and felt like we were doing great, and all that came to stop, and I just 
I mean, I started working, started working a little job on, during COVID and just stayed on the family farm and just kind of reset and try to find my spot and who I was again. You know? Yeah. Was there a time during then when you thought of falling back on your degree instead of pushing towards the music? Uh, not really. I felt like I had to, I owed it to myself to, you know. Give it a chance. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I did. I mean, there's a lot of, could have given up very easily. A lot of people that did. And when I had, I've had people that were playing in our band that they, they decided that was a good time to get out. And I, I mean, I totally understood and got yeah. it. And I feel like I owed it to myself to keep playing and, and I'm yeah. glad I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was before I found like, I mean, River House and, I wanted to do stuff in Nashville, but, uh, and that's what we were working towards before COVID and then somehow found, found our way back and feel like I'm in a lot better spot than I was then. Yeah. Funny how that works too. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So um, we mentioned the, the Texas versus Nashville line before. Have you ever, I've heard that other people have been told basically that there are two Texas for Nashville. So have you ever had that experience or not? No, I've never had that experience at all. I feel like, if anything, uh, a lot of people, we get put in the two Nashville for Texas category a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up loving nothing but Texas music, and if it wasn't Texas, I really didn't listen to it. And uh, I just really like the commercial side of music, and I feel like there's a there's a large appeal for music outside of Texas, or I would love to take the Texas influences outside, you know, to you, other yeah. regions. and see what can happen so i really want to hopefully take that take that and run with it if we can so so what are you working on these days um pushing this new song we put out last week um we got a couple more songs recorded so we're gonna sit and see when we think we want to put these next songs out but uh we're still working to get this song out and hopefully uh get in in as many years as possible and push it and See as, take it as far as it'll go and push this next stuff in yeah. the next the next few months. Yeah. So. so was was she goes home one that you always want to cut or always wanted to cut or did TikTok help you with that decision? Um honestly I wrote the song, wrote the song that day with them and uh we did that demo on it. I mean I thought it was a cool song. I was like you you write so many songs. I mean you write songs five days a week almost and you don't think much of them uh there's a couple you get excited about and i thought that was a good song and uh we demoed it that day and i didn't get the demo back for a while i kind of forgot about it and then uh uh riverhouse called out you didn't tell us about this song and i was like well i mean then i don't have the demo i guess they got the demo back before i did and uh, you didn't tell us about it i was like well i didn't know about it i just remember writing it you know and uh then we we are just making videos one day, put on social media and TikTok, and uh, they said, play that song. And then uh, we did it and posted it and just kind of took off. So I was like, what the heck? Okay. <laughs> so when you write songs, do you usually know right away that you're onto something special, or does it do you have to marinate a little while? Um, you can, I can usually tell within the first, I mean, the first verse in course, you can usually tell if you're, if it's one you're going to think about cutting or if if you think it's for somebody else or if it's just, you know, one that, not good. <laughs> one that you, not just, your day. <laughs> yeah. You're just practicing that day, you know, um, but you can usually tell pretty quick. And that one I knew I felt like it was good. And I thought it had some really cool melodies and lyrics. And that's why we demoed it that day. And but 
I had no idea. Yeah. You made, the, made the right call on that one. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully it's done well for the people seem to like it. So hopefully they yeah. keep on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate so, it. Of course. Sorry about all the technical difficulties. Oh, that was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. We'll, we'll do it again sometime. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so, so much again for tuning in. I hope you liked what you heard. If you liked what you heard, be sure to go check out Grant's music wherever you listen to music and check him out on social media. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. We really, really appreciate that. As always, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Monday.